Welcome back to the podcast. This is Byron Lazine here with Liz Novello. We are in, what are we in? Short Hills? Short Hills, Short New Jersey. Short Hills, yeah. New Jersey. Definitely my first trip to Short Hills. Well, so welcome. thank you for, for having us. And thank you for coming and thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So Liz, I want to, just so everybody gets the background story sure. of how we connected. Sure. I had in April of this year, okay. Tom Ferry yes. on The Real Word, which I yes. do with Nicole White, my partner. And that was at Mohegan Sun at the William Ravis event. And he told a story about you. Really, I guess that would have been your first year, first, first Yeah, month. probably a couple months in, not even. Into yeah. real estate. Just a really good story. I don't know if you, you want me to tell it, you want to tell it. I think why let's you, start there. Why that's do you tell it? Okay, because, so, you know, I might have... You might uh, have some different versions some, than Tom. Yeah, it, Tom kind of... No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, he said, hey, you know, there was a, a new agent. We we're talking about just what things new agents should do. And he said, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's sister, yes. Liz, uh, I don't know if you guys got on a call, a coaching call, connected somehow, and he had given you advice to, over the next year, call every single expired, withdrawn, canceled, in your, well, I guess not withdrawn, I don't know the rules here, but right. canceled or expired, expired in your yes. marketplace yeah. sellers and not look for a listing, not call them and set the appointment. Correct. Just call them and gather information so that after a year or after six months time period, you had the data to be able to speak to the consumer's needs, right? Not going at it with, as TF always says, commission breath, sure. but speaking to them on their language where they're where they saw the fault with their last agent, where they were frustrated with maybe sure. real estate agents or the industry or the experience. And you did that. You followed yes. through and did that. And just tell us what you learned from that experience so, or if, if I missed yes, anything from no. what Tom So that's exactly about. right. Tom, um, you know, I met him literally 48 hours into the industry. Uh, my brother was hosting an event, Agent 2021 in Miami. And I was just licensed and just started, um, a, you know, 48 hours in. And so literally I met Tom Ferry. Uh, Pretty good person to meet 48 hours in. If you're a new agent, right. you I can't was, meet him, watch his YouTube right, channel. Right, for sure. Yeah. Um, and he he was just so generous and thoughtful and kind to me and, um, you know, said, hey, if you ever need anything, let me know. Um, I was in it and um, I started coaching and I thought it was a great kind of segue because I've never done it and you know to have that resource is huge especially when you're starting um, I could say my first year of coaching was not a typical year of coaching and I'm so grateful for that year for Tom and for my coach Denise because I don't know uh, if I would have made decisions as fast as I did. Um, so literally I'm driving to pick up my daughter from preschool and Tom calls me and he says- And you pick up. And I pick up <laughs> and I pull over. Yes. Cause Tom Ferry, cause now I know who Tom Ferry is. I'm like, ah! Um, so Tom calls me and he says, what are you doing? And I was like, um, I don't know. I'm just trying to get some leads. Well, how and, many? You know, so, Agent 2021 was in January. A uh, January, that's right. right. 
And what? how many months I, had gone I, by? I'm thinking, you know, I remember it being a nice sunny day. So it was, you know, definitely, spring. it was definitely a couple months in springtime, possibly. The good market here the, in the Northeast. The top market, right? <laughs> and so I was just like kind, kind of dilly-dallying in real estate. You know, it's like one foot in, one foot out. Not sure what I'm doing. Um, Were you showing up to the office every day? I was, okay. but just showing up to the office means nothing. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Right, so that was something I learned that first year. Showing up means nothing. Yeah. If you don't know what you're doing and if you're not actually working. Um, recently, I had posted uh, something on my Instagram. There's a difference between being busy and being productive, right? Oh, yeah. So um, I wasn't, start on that. right, so I wasn't productive and I was kind of fake busy, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he said, I'm gonna give you advice. You need to have a pillar of business and I'm gonna give you one. And I said, Tom, I don't like asking people for things. And it's still something that I'm heading into year three that I'm trying to break out of. Yeah. Um, the way I'm raised, uh, you know, we don't ask people for anything. I am trying to prove my worth. Um, but he said, if you don't ask, somebody else will. Mm-hmm. He said, don't ask for business call these listings that expired and just learn what went wrong and what you can take away from that is understanding what these clients went through and then eventually be able to use it when I'm having conversation with them how can I help you're just a sounding board and and it kind of put less pressure I was doing nothing anyway might as well get educated yeah always in in a growth one and like Tom's giving you the advice, he's eating his own dog food, right? Yeah. Like he's connecting with so many different agents, sure. asking them all the same questions, sure. right? That sure. you're asking sellers so that sure. he has more data to share with you Absolutely. so that you can go out and execute on your job. So anyways, we, we post the real word, right? Yes. And uh, obviously tagged you or something yes. or you saw it and yes. we started chatting and then we go in, uh, you know, chatting into the DM. I'm like, Liz, let's do a podcast together. Right. And you were like, nope, no. I'm good. Um, I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> Thank you for thinking of me. The Excellent. same thing that I'm getting from the DMs asking me to be on the podcast. I said, but I'll keep you in mind when I decide to do it. And here we are. So that's really cool. So I want to go just back a little bit because sure. that's how we got we got connected. But why don't you, for everybody that doesn't know, including myself, I want to sure. hear the story. Sure. And everybody, we mentioned it earlier, everybody does know who your brother is, sure. right? We can get into some of that stuff at the end if we wanted to. Yep. Um, and everybody's probably heard all of his podcasts sure. and through his eyes what it was sure. like growing up, but go sure. all the way back for what it was like through your eyes sure. growing up and then really take us all the way through up until this moment in real estate. Sure, so I uh, was born to an amazing, um, to amazing parents who immigrated to this country with my older brother, Gary, uh, six months prior with our family and lived in a studio apartment in Queens um, with our aunt and uncle and great-grandparents and cousin. Um, All in the same apartment? All in the same apartment. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and my parents came to this country and had me six months later. Wow. And so my dad, you know, pretty much my whole childhood life, those first 10 years of my life, my dad worked seven days a week, Mm. seven days a week. Um, 
what I he, he wanted to get out of that studio apartment. He wanted to get and and by the way, within right. those ten years, he not only got us out of the studio apartment, wow. we moved to our own apartment in, to Dover, New Jersey, and then they bought a brand new townhouse in Edison, New Jersey, and he also owned his own liquor store in Clark, um, and bought an apartment building and you know started the business i believe a few seven years later owning a second store the wine library which we're diagonal from so um i grew up in this you know hardworking family our mom did everything at home with us and um and then having a older brother who's three and a half years older um and so many people are like you know, what is it like to be Gary Vaynerchuk's sister? And I mean, like, it's the best. Like, what do you think <laughs> it is? You know, because he's so generous to everyone. Can you imagine, like, I'm his baby sister, you know? So um, growing up, he just always, like, when people call themselves entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. he, to me, is a true entrepreneur, right? Yeah. So uh, it's like a big word that people like to use now. But definitely we, now. Right. But we were... I was an employee always, but he always created these businesses. So we lived in a cul-de-sac and we had, you know, things from car washes to uh, garage sales, which is still a huge passion of mine. And let me tell you, that high is insane. It's the same high I get when I'm closing on a deal. So you're into the garage sale as well. I am totally into flipping. And I mean, just that sell, you know, yeah. is, is really attractive to me so we did garage sales we did like he created like some jungle gym at our neighbor's robbie's house uh event and carnivals mm -hmm. and selling flowers to the neighbors and so just growing up like that um and yeah i just always you know i i became an older sister uh almost eight years later to our younger brother aj and uh we just like lived very much in a very supportive home. Yeah. And yeah. we were chatting before you were into wrestling, which makes me super totally happy because I'm a huge yeah. WWF, now WWE yes. fans. That yes. was that was pretty cool. All right. So gr growing up, all that kind of stuff, uh, high school, you want to get into high school, like college, like where'd you go to college so and where'd you start your work life? I went to life? Castleton State um, College, which just recently changed its name to university. So, um, and it was a school in Vermont. And I met my husband on the very first what was it day, called? Castleton. Castleton. Yeah. Never heard of it. I don't know it's, a lot of colleges. But. Um, 10, 15 minutes from Killington Mountain. So oh, okay. a lot of people I've go of there that. for skiing. Um, I met my husband and uh, a ton of amazing friends. Um, after college or during college, and I was. Was your husband originally from New Jersey? Jersey. He yeah, was. Oh, he and was. then you guys met yes, in, in Vermont. Okay. In Vermont. Um, and he was three years older than me, but uh, I met him the first day at his party. We have different versions, so I won't get into that. Uh -oh. um, essentially, I, I started working my senior year at uh, Victoria's Secret uh, as a salesperson, and I just dominated, really. I was just like their best salesperson. And um, uh, one of the co-managers had left or something, and my senior year, I worked full-time as a manager and went to school and school and school and uh that and the money it's not what most college kids do right it's like mom send me more money right by the way i lived that life my parents were generous and i didn't have to work but i worked and i loved it 
Um, and then I was going to school to be a teacher, but the money felt really great being in retail management. Yeah. And I knew that I wanted to come back home because I'm so close with my family. So when I graduated, uh, I said to my husband, I'm, I'm going back to Jersey. You can come with me or not. And wow. so he came. Um, put your foot down on that one. Right. I mean, I guess I had to do it. But um, I'm just so close with my family. So yeah. I just couldn't envision not being with them. So, so then you started teaching in? So I was in retail management, made a lot of money, mm -hmm. loved the money, but didn't love what I was doing. Sure. Um, I don't mind working retail or those hours. It's just, I didn't feel passionate about it anymore. And because I was such a young manager to people who were so much older than me, um, I didn't know how to manage them. And a lot of times people just go on doing a job, but I don't like doing a job that I'm not good at. And so I didn't feel good. And I decided to pursue and go to grad school and get my teaching certification. So retail was my first kind of career. Then I became a teacher and I loved it. How old were you at this point? So I would say I was, so it, I was probably 24. 24. When yeah. I started teaching. It, and it, it makes so yes. much, I didn't know that until yes. we started chatting before yes. the podcast that you were a teacher. It makes so much sense to me. My sister, mm was a tenured teacher, which I think you gotta wait like five or three four years. years. Oh, three years, yep. She was a tenured teacher, just really, you know, the bureaucracy, everything got sure, to her. Sure. And uh, she, two years ago, joined our marketing team. We pulled her out of teaching. She works with us uh, full time, but it takes a special individual to be able to be passionate about teaching. She was sure. passionate about the teaching sure. side, just not all sure. the other stuff. Sure. And so when you said that, I'm like, that makes so much sense, the way you roll, so. And and what's interesting is that I don't think I would have been the teacher that I was without the experience of retail management and working with people. Mm -hmm. um, uh, not that, pe not I taught first grade, so not that these adults or young adults uh, taught me anything about that, but it, it just talked about like what I'm good at and what I'm not good at and what I enjoy and what I don't enjoy. And as a teacher, I took, a massive pay cut but it was the first time that I realized I was working every single day and it didn't feel like I was working yeah so I had that feeling of wow this is what it's like to work when you have passion and when you're happy um, and so I was very fulfilled um, I'm super close with a lot of the families and I still keep everybody dear to my heart and um, and I learned a lot and I, I would have gone back, um, but I decided to be a, a stay-at-home mom. So you, so you taught for how many years? I, I taught for six years. Six years. Probably, yeah. And then you were stay-at-home for? So I was stay-at-home for almost eight years. Eight years. And by far, that Probably is, went by like that. Well, not, not while you're in it. Right, not, <laughs> not the first year, not the first year. But it's interesting because, um, being a stay-at-home mom, uh, I learned a lot from that too. But um, and I still consider motherhood is my number one job. But I know sure. now that I've done a couple transitions in my life. It is by far the hardest job I've ever had. Most fulfilling, but by far the hardest so job. I always, so I always thought my wife's stay-at-home mom. Right. And I always I'm like she's working way harder than they're like Byron. You work so hard. I'm like, no, no, my wife is working so hard. She's doing it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It just never stops. You don't 
get a vacation from it. We're going on vacation next right. week, but Stella's coming with us. Sure. Like it's it's nonstop. And and it's still the number one uh priority for me in my life. My children are still young. My my son uh is nine, so I you know, maybe when he was in second grade, so a couple years back. Um I just felt like he was at that age where I wasn't needed as much. My mm-hmm. daughter was in her last year of preschool. Um, she's super independent. And it was kind of that moment where I'm like, I cannot empty another dishwasher with a smile on my face. I can't possibly fold another set of laundry. You know, and H- have you uh, like delegated the laundry? So I out? haven't, and it should be. The oh my n- gosh, by the Liz, way, come on! I know it is. I'm also raised by immigrants, so yes. we, d- you know, like we don't do that kind of stuff. Maybe like my parents are very mindful and. My mom does it all still, you know, but um, I I don't, but it's definitely something that I'm working towards. I have, you know, had some help, but not, not a ton yet, not a ton. But yeah, I feel like also in motherhood now going into real estate and kind of finally pursuing this dream that I've had, um, motherhood has really set me up yeah. for no, this job. No, I mean, they always say teachers, you were nurses mothers make the best real estate agents because you absolutely need to care about people first more than anything when you get into real estate i'm going to say something that i hope doesn't piss people off but i tend to do that sure. sometimes or i say things the wrong way like oh, i'm no. thinking about Fire. this way what are you saying it comes, like yeah. no but in reality your journey of like eight years at sure. home is kind of the prototypical real estate agent Mm. right Mm, like stay at home mom then thinking about the next career wanting to do something a lot of stay at home moms or we we can go the other direction like a retired dude or whatever do it because they're like well it's something I don't have to show up at nine for I can do it in my free time I can do it part-time which that really aggravates me because I think you know now like this isn't a part-time career First, how long were you thinking during mm-hmm. those eight years about real estate? Because everybody right. before they get their real estate license is thinking about right. it for it's a so long true. time. How long were you thinking about it? And then what finally pushed you over the edge to actually do sure. it? Sure. So I think it was actually seven years that I was full, full, full time without working. But um, so how long have I been thinking? So I overthink. Mm-hmm. I'm an overthinker, but I'm transitioning like 99% away. of like, people. Yeah, but I've really shifted so much. Um, I'll share more on that later. But I probably was thinking about it for five years. You know, I always uh, had a passion for homes. Uh, Our mom, very early on, uh, would take us to open houses on Sunday. Oh, really? And she loves loves houses. My dad loves houses. They watch Open House Sunday every Sunday. They're very much into it. They built their store, the wine library. They built their dream house. My dad's, you know, totally into that too. Um, So you've had some like real estate DNA. Always. My dad, his favorite line is like, I buy, I don't sell if somebody calls for one of his properties. And so um, my mom. So that's a good tip for everybody thinking about investing in real estate. Buy, don't sell, own it forever. Um, My mom would bring us to these open houses and I literally would go into, they they would be like these model homes, right? And so I would go to the little girl's room and 
and be like, this is my room and kind of imagine it. And so I had that. And also, you know, I, in those five years, I was really thinking about it. I sent listings to my mom. I'm like, what do you think of this home? What do you think? Do you like this? Just even like, I never even had to buy a new home. It was just that I love looking at homes and design and that's pretty much another passion of mine is the decorating aspect. So oh, really? if I go home, not that I have like the most model home when you have two kids, it, it literally changes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to have a pretty decent home. Like but, five, five or six years. Right? Um, but I love decorating. So I literally will go home and like in my head will knock down people's walls. And I'm like, they should do this to their kitchen and things like that. So I've always had that passion. But I think ultimately for me a home and what a home means is like i just always feel so safe and my mom created this really loving supportive safe environment um and i feel like i do that for my kids and i feel like anybody and everybody deserves to have the feeling of having a place to just go home and relax and feel good about you know where they are their space they're in yeah so five years you thought about I thought going about it. taking the class and then getting the license towards the end of those five years did that just start to wear you down like the thought of i'm going to do this but not actually doing it no it was just like so typical of me saying i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do something everything i've ever done um or set out to do i've always done it eventually yeah but I'm just a person that processes and yeah. thinks. And it also felt very guilty about wanting mm. something other than staying at Why? home. Well, I think it's such a privilege. Not everybody gets to stay home, right? So yeah. um, I get to stay home and now I'm choosing to work when I hear so many of my friends say, I wish I could stay home. You're so lucky. You're so lucky. I wish I could stay home, which I always feel guilty. I have like that Russian guilt that my mom kind of passed on but so I felt bad but in the same breath I have fire and passion the same fire and passion that my brothers have mm -hmm. you know and so um I I had that guilt so regardless I thought about it but what really pushed me over what really pushed me over is that I travel with my brother Gary he takes this stay-at-home mom once a year to a place I've never been so he was going to Germany uh, he invited me to go with him and it was literally August 30th or August 31st and uh, he sent a car to pick me up and to meet him at the airport and I thought holy I cannot you know, holy crap, I cannot get on this plane and tell him I'm gonna again. He would like punch me in my face. Because you had been telling him this for- I've been telling my parents and, you know, Everybody him you and, right, that I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, I was so crippled by the thought that maybe I couldn't do it. You know, I was out of the workforce for so long. Like, what if I can't do it? What if I can't pass the test? What if I can't- uh, do this job what if I can't manage being a mom because I always want to be a mom yeah, first being a mom is just I in my opinion so much different than being the dad right so like I have I think so I, I, I think so like sorry dad you know? I, I just think so yeah. too right and and I have the lucky whatever you want to call it advantage luxury, luxury to you know my, we've made the decision my wife's staying at home and I, and I get to work so you know, when a real, a female real estate agent compare or a mother real estate agent compares their situation to mine, I'm like, yeah, I have this 
advantage. So I sure. better be taking, a, you sure. know, taking full advantage of it. It is absolutely just plain and simple harder to be the mother raising the kids and having a full career, right? Like we've got a I bunch of them on so. our team. Nicole yeah. has three kids. Right. We were talking about that before. It's harder. I think it is. I mean, I think dad's jobs are, you know, my husband's super involved. He works five days a week. He schleps to the city. He is fully in at work. He provides for our family. And on the weekends now, he is fully with our children um, because I work a ton on the weekends. Um, and so I know it's hard for him too. Uh, I just think that as moms, it's things like the other night I went to a networking little thing and I knew that I could only stay for for an hour, hour and a half because my kids had a project for school. Well, it makes you have the conversations you need to have at the networking event, like happen, right? You go talk to yep. the people you need to talk to and get out. I think also being full-time mom is that I now can time block so well in the way that I know I have really eight to three on most days because I still like picking up my kids. Yeah. Um, I know I have eight to three to get it done. And then uh, when my kids go to sleep, eight o'clock, I'm back at it. You know, and then weekends for me is like a marathon. I will just yeah. go, I will push everything more towards that if I can. Um, it's game, the weekends are game time for us. For sure, yeah. for sure. And and I love it and I wake up super motivated and ready to go. And it's because I have that support from my husband. Um, but as a mom, it is difficult. It's really hard and uh, you know, it's it's interesting because I felt when I transitioned, some of my stay-at-home moms were then, uh, some were supportive and some were like, you're leaving the tribe. They're like, I don't know how you're going to do it. And we all just kind of figure it out. I think, yeah. you know, just the same way that working moms sometimes think it's crazy to stay home with their kids, right? Or, I mean, just let's just be real. Some people are like, oh, I've had that same idea. Now you're acting on it. And Definitely. There, there's all of that happening for sure. Definitely. But uh, it's, you know, it's a whole different kind of area of where I almost want to take my, my uh, you know, my Instagram in a way where I can showcase that women can start at any age. You know, I just turned 40 in July, um, but I feel 20. I feel like I'm getting this next breath of you're fresh air in real estate agent world. You are 20. You're like 19, <laughs> right? The average age in the industry is 58 where I am right. on the Connecticut shoreline. It's like 62. Right. So yeah, you're really young. Like you could do this and dominate in this industry yep. for 20 years and then be the average sure. age of the real estate sure. agent. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Now we're all the way caught back up sure. to year one yes. of real estate. And I love your style. You mentioned Instagram. Like, I love what you did in the beginning. And I, Thank you. whenever that, sure. I really got connected with you after that sure. TF podcast, yep. but that was, you know, on the back end of your, your beginning couple of years there, you have just been so authentic. You're not you. trying to come out there and say, uh, you know, based off of anything in my past or my family, I've got this all down. You were just straight up like, I'm mm. new. These are my struggles. This right. is what I'm doing about sure. it. And then continue to send that same message out over and over again. And over time, you just see the progression. So, I mean, let's be honest. So I, in August uh, that first year, I had sent Gary uh, a post because he had said like, oh, do video tours of the house. And I was like, yes. And growing up, my mom watched um, 
lifestyles of the rich and famous. And so uh, it wasn't champagne and caviar, but I was showcasing a gorgeous home. And I sent it to my brother. We might drive back out to Short Hills <laughs> if it's caviar. Yes. We'll, we'll come to that broker open. Um, and so uh, I was showcasing the home and I sent it to my brother and I said, what do you think? And then I'm at this open house and all I hear is bing, 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 bing. I went from, and I never look at numbers. It's it's just yep. nothing I do. Um, I think I had 500 followers at the time, which that's okay, right? It Absolutely. Went to, it went to like 10,000, 15,000, something ridiculous, you know, in two hours. And so he called me and he said, you better effing do this. <laughs> every single day <laughs> and I'm still not doing as much as he says to do yeah. but I'm doing it every day and I you know something that he's taught me is that um, I should just be me and I should be real and and I should share what's happening and not pretend I know it you know one of the very first pieces of advice he said to me um, in my fear you know, in my fear of saying like, well, what, what, what if I don't know the answer to what the client's asking? He said, Liz, it's a great question. I'll you know what answer. he said? Right. That's, he said, tell them you'll get back to them and get yeah. back to them immediately. Then, as soon do as it, yeah. follow through. Right. For sure. So he said, just be honest. Yep. And so one of my early on, uh, Instagram posts, which got a lot of, uh, responses and DMS was that I lost a listing. I had a listing. Mm -hmm. um, P.S. I still want it because they still haven't been able to sell it, and I'm still watching. And you them want the listing and, back? And I and I worked really hard. What's the seller's name? Right. <laughs> I worked really Call hard. Call Liz back. I uh, I'm still debating. You know, I did get them an offer. They didn't take it, but that's a different story. They decided not to relist, and and now I understand motivation of sellers because they're still yeah, on maybe the market. They want to stay now. Yeah. Well. A whole story but I'll tell you this what I learned was I didn't go in there and try to sell them when they were not sellable they were not they did not want to move the the husband hmm. so what I learned was just gonna to, see that a lot right like one wants it more than the other now I realize you're not selling that it, you know nope. you need two people to be on the same page but when yeah. you're so early on and it's my first listing I'm like please anybody so I got them an offer I even drove to the house to present the offer because I knew I thought that was the right move but um sometimes it is you gotta know true, your client true it can true. be and so I literally took down the sign but I brought them a gift and I hugged them and I said thank you so much for this opportunity I am sorry I couldn't sell your home for the price that you wanted I hope that you'll consider me and I did follow through, but regardless, um, their home is still on the market. So, you know. And you were able to like have no fear in sharing the story of, I don't even consider that a failure to be mm. honest with you. Like I just consider that like just part of the journey. Sure. But most people would, it, they'd cover that up. We have an, a new agent on, on the team, uh, her name's Nikki. And it was so great, her first listing, she went on either Instagram Live or sure. Story or something like that and she's like, Oh my gosh, guys, I want to share with you my first listing. Right. And so people are like, Nikki, don't tell them it's your first listing. You're not, you know, of course you're going to get number two because you're being authentic. You're being real. If you tried to come out there acting like this was your 12th listing of the month and then people look you up and it's not, sure. they're definitely not going to give you a sure. call. Sure. Right. 
And I think, you know, when I posted that, my brother wrote, I'm so proud of you, you know, putting it out there because other agents even reached out. They're like, we would never do that. But it's truth. It's what's in our business. And I, you know, my posts are not fancy when you look at some other, you know, Instagram profiles and which I don't do. I don't consume a lot. I consume Tom Ferry. Um, I consume my brother. Right. Um, And honestly, something so bizarre is that this year is the first year after really being in the business for two years. I'm ready now to consume other podcasts because I really thought I need to be head down and really focus on the people that have really been successful Mm -hmm. and that share real uh, situations, real ways to get business. And so I've been focused on that. And now I'm branching out, but being very thoughtful of how much time I consume because I think a lot of people consume and don't do, and well, I want to execute. No doubt. And, and consuming, people are like, well, I'm not going to consume because I need to keep working. Well, we're in real estate. We're in, and I know you're driving around to all sure. these listings yes. here. So you're in your car. Yes. Like your car can be your library sure. of information sure. where instead of listening to the latest song, sure. just listen to yeah. audiobooks and podcasts. That's what I did. I put like 35,000 miles on my car right. last year. So there's plenty of time yeah. for me to consume these types of podcasts, but not sitting there laying in bed consuming podcasts sure. when I should be sure. executing on emails or whatever it right. is. Something interesting is that um, just people always say, I, I just hear a lot of people consuming a lot of information. I am really mindful on consume but execute what I just learned, yeah. right? And so uh, something that I have and a lot of agents don't talk about, but I know that uh, not everybody's doing this, are making the calls. When Tom said make the calls, I'm like, like yeah. I don't want to make those calls. I don't like calling people. Um, what I what what I did was make the calls because when Tom Ferry says make the calls, you better make your calls. I have now only after all this time have now become more comfortable. I actually love to make my calls in the car because I'm by myself trapped in a little place and um, I just want to execute on those. Do you not like making your calls in the office with other in people In front of around? people? No. Because we have so many agents that I, that. I like to be in my own space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'm getting a little better, but I don't like it. I can't yeah. I can't have anybody watch me. Okay. You know, I just I don't know why. Are you using TF scripts or Of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. But I also this is something that my brother, you know, has shared with me. I'm not so scripted. Yeah. And so but I have the basics understanding and some That's where people bullet get, points and I don't have to be you're they right get confused on the scripts sure you cannot be robotic or sure. you're going to sound like you're a bot talking sure. to people all the script is is these like you just said the bullet points yep. those questions and the way you ask them the tonality those are the powerful questions if you listen to like an artist real estate agent you call them right. the artists that are just like really a big personality sure. that never even used the script. Right. But if you, and there's like a super successful and top producer, if you hear, listen to them on the phone, they're saying all of the same things, the way it is in the script, it's just naturally through sure. their years of experience. Right. So knowing, hey, well, when to say, well, how did you pick that last agent? Right. 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 That is really powerful for them to start thinking, well, how did I pick that last agent? Oh yeah. It was my 
husband's friend right, and maybe that wasn't the neighbor, best right. way to pick an agent sure. and then they're seeing you as the professional somebody sure. that's bringing them more information than the last agent that they got through the soccer club sure right totally and so uh, learning the scripts uh at first felt like I got to memorize this stuff and yeah. that's just not how I am but just getting the basic understanding uh and also really making it you because at the end of the day they're working with you and for a reason or if not you're not going to be scripted the whole time but mm -hmm. you need the foundations I think especially for me it was so important so I guess like that very first year of coaching was just kind of learning the business I mean it is something that a lot of people get into and their first year like myself uh I just squeeze by getting one sale, one real sale. One sale, one, one closing. One closing, one house sold. In a year. In December, right before I hit Jan 1. And I had a lot of rentals. I mean, my first yeah. rental, I have high-end rentals. But that first year, one I only sale. closed on one, barely. Just and if you don't know, every agent's looking for the closing. Sure, right? absolutely. So I, that's, that's a lot of motivation. So year one, one sale um but it gave me also the idea of like that felt really good i want to do that again and i don't mind doing rentals you know a lot of agents yeah don't like rentals. well they leap. i did a rental uh my one of my first deals was because of a rental i'm i was just at a little pizza place and um, you know, a young girl was was the waitress, and she's like, "Oh, I'm looking for a place." I'm so excited, right? Yeah. I'm like, "Yes, yes, let's do yes. this, right?" Yeah. And uh, come to find out, it was like a rental, like an an hour outside of my market. After I had already told her I would help her, so I'm like, "Okay, I'm trapped. Sure. I'm gonna still help you." Sure. Her dad shows up because it was like a college rental. Sure. And we're looking at all these crappy places. Yes. I'm like, "Do you really want your daughter right. living renting right. in one of these? Why don't you buy a place, fix it up nice for them, then you can rent it out." after the four years yes. after he did it right so rentals Amazing. lead to business definitely and i still i will do anything anywhere by the way like i have no shame i am you know i will do anything anywhere. some of your best clients some of your highest net worth clients mm. are going to come from the places you least expect sure. it often right sure you know what's interesting too one sale in your first year yes i already know yes. that in real estate it doesn't matter if you're on Bravo or your brother's a, you know, a big YouTube star, right? Yeah. It None of that matters when you get into real estate because when you're new, you're not getting business from those places. Definitely. It's not just funneling to you like out of control, like I got all these leads because I have this advantage. That proves it right there. One year, one deal, because it is all on you no it's matter all, what else yeah. you have, right? Definitely. Do people think that you're getting now that you're having success that you're getting your business of because course. of now definitely right and so um i went to agent 2021 and i i ate some humble pie that first year because i was like ugh, i got this in the bag like i can do it these agents right uh, p.s like, she's right, a top producer right, right. yeah <laughs> i ate some humble pie and i deserved it but um something that my brother also said when I got on that plane and when I said, Gary, I did it. I signed up for real estate school. He said, good, don't ask me for one thing. Put your head down and work. Don't ask me for anything. So that entire year, I did not ask him for anything. And 
he's watched me progress and grow this year and we you know he came over one Saturday and I said I'm ready like I'm ready and so he helped me brainstorm a few ideas that I'm going to execute on year three that I'm super excited about so, going into this year yeah so stay some stay like secrets in the back secrets in the back yeah well, tell us about year two, because we kind of skipped over year two. Like, so, how yeah, I mean, transformative I, has, has this sure. been? Sure. So year two, I transitioned to a new team, and uh, and it's been great. Yeah, I, I mean, know Caroline. So. I, I mean, she's great. Yeah. I really, I met Caroline at Agent 2021. I kind of watched what she was doing, and I approached her, uh, asking if I could be on her team. Um, well, you met her at, at Agent, really? Agent 2021. I met her. And uh, obviously it was like, you know, that she was working diagonal from my dad's store, uh, appealing. I'm like, oh, my dad fired me from Wine Library. So when I came here, I'm like, dad, I'm back on Milburn Ave. You, you, maybe that's the story we're like, about. Your dad <laughs> fired you? My dad fired me. We have different versions also. And, you know, yes, my dad fired me. He also fired my brother, Gary, because he oh, wasn't wow. committed to the business. Can you imagine? He, like, I don't know. Has Gary ever told that story? I'm sure I, he has. He but. has because my dad just, we recently just, uh, we're actually back in business. So if you're looking for a commercial space, uh, the Taco Bell, the old Taco Bell next to my dad's store, he owns that building and we are leasing it. But uh, so I said, dad, let's do a video because let's get this place leased. Although he's... A specific client um, <laughs> he's the best but specific yeah. um, and so we did that video and he said oh I want to share that I fired you I'm like okay dad share but you also fired <laughs> Gary and nobody in the right mind should ever fire Gary because he asked to go to a party the one time ever in his life and you thought he wasn't committed to the job so oh um, really so I'm back on well, what did you get now. fired for though I, I need to hear this uh, so I thought I was the boss's daughter and somebody who still oh. works there, Mike, Mike, uh, he and I were, you know, having a conversation. He's like, I'm going to get you fired. And I said, you think you can get me fired? And I don't know. My dad. Did like, you give uh, him the I'll get you fired? Of course I did. <laughs> I was like 18, 19, yeah. 20, whatever I was. But I uh, I said, you think you can get me fired? I'll get you fired first. And so I don't know. My dad like overheard it. I don't even know how he overheard it, but he was like on the loudspeaker. It's like, Elizabeth, come to my on office. On the loudspeaker. Yes. And um, I got fired. Wow. Yeah. He said, you're not better than anybody who works here. And that's it. And that was a good lesson. Did that help culture in the wine shop? Like I mean, what helped culture was... Gary's the best, right? Yeah. He he makes culture amazing there. Um, I don't know if it helped, but it helped me learn a good lesson that, you know, just because you're the daughter or the sister, you're not better than anybody who works here. So um so I got fired. Wow. Yeah. So I'm back on Milburn Ave. I'm with Caroline Diagonal from my dad's store. And I really love the people I work with. So I think that's really important. How big important. Is, is the so, Caroline's team? So um, we have, I got to think of all, I, I think we have five agents and um, and she's, you know, the boss lady and uh, she's great. She's great. She is. She's yeah. another She's another one that's super authentic. Very. You're going to get it straight from her. She's not trying to like fake anything. I know her back from, what, what, those of you that know that, I was at Sotheby's for sure. 
four and a half, five years. And I think the first time I met her was probably like at a GNE or something, sure. which is all fluff, by the way. Yeah. Only go there to network <laughs> if you go to the GNE. Sorry, some of these people. Yes. You guys know the deal. All yes. of all the brokerage uh, events are fluff. It's a big opportunity to network, produce content, sure, sure. you know, do a podcast with people. All right. So year two. Um, right off the bat. Yeah. Was different. It was different right off the bat. Right off the bat. Um, I had the support of Caroline. I knew that I, and this is something I think that is important for all new agents, team up with somebody who's been in the business and that knows it and that cares about people um, because we went on a listing appointment and we got it, you know, and I felt more confident because I had backup by Caroline. Uh, year one, I went to a listing appointment. I'm like cringing even thinking about this appointment. Somebody- uh, You went together? I went alone. Oh, you went alone, okay. Year one before I was with Caroline. Yes, On okay. a listing appointment. So I had said, oh, I'm going on this listing appointment. I listened to Tom Ferry on the way there. That is- Crash course. Right, that is all I had. I didn't bring any materials. I oh, didn't, wow. I didn't. I didn't talk about anything. I showed up and I didn't deserve that listing. Yeah. Now in hindsight, it, it just makes me, I was thinking like, what was some of the You didn't battles. send anything before you got there and you didn't bring anything. Nothing. Hey, <laughs> I'm Liz Novello. Hey, I'm li sign here. Yeah, right? please. Yeah, so I didn't deserve it. So expires as a pillar. In year expires, two, what else yeah. has been a lead pillar for you? Um, Are you guys like doing online leads? Are you doing Zillow? Like what are you doing to so get the business? So for me, I stopped being a seeker agent. I stopped uh, being unsure of myself and I started making it very apparent and really my Instagram mm. really helped you, me. You're getting leads from Instagram? I'm getting leads from Instagram. Okay. Not only leads, my friends that weren't sure what I was really doing now knew I was an agent. That's the big one for me too. Every like, day they mm -hmm. saw what I was doing because everybody has an aunt that's in the business or yep. a friend or yep. somebody. Yep. But I showed a house and uh, a friend said, uh, what do you know about that house? You know, And so we just had basic conversation and I said, let me show you, you have time today? And that was number one. Yeah, because you're putting out the message every single day. And now certainly Instagram, when I f uh, first started, it was more Facebook than, yes. than Instagram. Yes. But I would go into, you know, I'd get a call, hey, we'd like you to come over and talk about listing our home, right? And I would ask them, hey, who, who told you, sure. right? Oh, so-and-so told us. And I'm like, wow. Right. I haven't sat face-to-face -face with so-and-so right. since before I had my license. So they're like more of an acquaintance, sure. right? Than like, like a you know, a friend that I see sure. often or whatever. And it's because of the messaging over and over and over again. So they didn't like the video. They didn't share the they video. They didn't don't, even comment the on the video. But when their friend was over for drinks or sure. for whatever and said, hey, we're thinking about selling our house. He said, yeah, or you should call Byron sure, sure. just because they're seeing it in their Facebook feed or now their Instagram right. feed. Day in, day out, yeah. that's what I'm doing. And it's not everything in their face, but I'm also showing, uh, you know, I'm not selling a home by doing a video tour, although I would love to. I was just highlighting a business in the town next to me where I work out. And literally I am showing the store and interviewing the owner and somebody calls in and I thought the owner was joking when she said, oh, somebody just bought the hat that you just showed, the hat. 
I was like, wait, can you buy the house? You know, <laughs> but people are now watching and purchasing things yeah. based on a video I'm doing. So it's really grown for me from the day that my brother said, you better do it. That next day I was like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? It, I Something that he shared with me that I think is probably yeah. the best piece at a um, piece of advice that I give everybody who's trying to get into it. It's don't create, document. Yes, yeah. So I don't create anything. I don't make the picture so perfect. I literally will come out of bar method where I work out and put the camera to my face and be like hot and sweaty because I'm always red and disgusting. And people are like, Liz, I love that because you see these photos and everybody's beautiful and lashes and this and that. It's just not real life for me. Yeah. And certainly when I first started doing like a show like this, uh, like 170 something episodes, the first one, not the real word, I edited all of those on some like movie maker thing. It was awful, right? Now we have kind of a, a clear advantage in Sam. Sure. Um, where things do look a little bit more edited, but it doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. Doesn't it's about matter. doing it consistently. And I, I'm curious, sure. was your reason to not do it? Because you already knew you were supposed to be doing it before sure. he said, hey, go do this. Sure. Was your reason, well, I don't have the time. To do just to, to, Instagram like, to do content or, on Instagram well, I just, or on I, I mean, I thought like... I didn't know what I was doing. That was it. Like, I I didn't think too much about it. I didn't, um, it wasn't like a fear. I hear a lot of people just fear being in front of the camera. I wasn't fearing that. It was just like, I thought I was doing business and something that's interesting. Doing business is not like making five calls and then your day is done, right? So you're trying to create business in the pipeline, uh, which I didn't do prior. I really feel so strongly going into year three. It's the first time I have real pipeline ever, you know? So, um, but- Yeah, like A, B, and C leads. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and real things coming. So um, I didn't do it because I didn't have it, but you know, I, I guess it, I wouldn't say because I thought I didn't have time. I just wasn't doing it. It's, it. Time is typically the reason. Oh, I don't have time, right? You shoot all these videos. I don't have time for right. that. I'm super, like, especially if like it's a mother, right? Sure. I'm a mother. You sure. don't understand, right? So the funny part is I don't show my children, which I yeah. wish I could. Uh, I just choose not to. My husband and I choose not to uh, for many reasons, but um, they're so adorable. I would love to show them. But uh, anyway, that's such a big part of my life. I wish I could show that. I just don't believe uh, when people say I don't have time. Like to me now, mm. I get it. Like I probably feel like what my brother felt when I said I can't or I won't or he's like, okay. I For two and a half years, never posted a mm. photo of Stella. So mm. people don't even know I had kids. Right, Or right. one kid, I have a kid. People don't even know and they're like confused when I say, mm. yeah, they're like, you do? I on. I don't know, somewhere in the summer, I guess, I posted a picture of her on Facebook. Right. And it was like crazy how many people came out of the woodwork. I actually like set some coffee meetings. I was like, ooh, this could get dangerous. But I'm kind of, I'm with you. I don't still, it's the only picture I've ever posted of Stella that one uh, a few months ago. And and I don't, I'm just like, I'm all about the business. Mm. I'm all about what I'm doing and and the real estate side of things that I choose not to as well. I, uh, you know, early and if you really scroll back like my first five posts like you'll see my kids on there but I haven't reposted anything new and I didn't delete it because I you know like that's so far from being in the back 
page. But um, yeah, I don't share them. But I, if I can find time, because I am full time mom and I'm a full time agent, uh, and I'm a full time friend and wife and everything and a homemaker. Like it, everybody has time. If you, I really believe, if you really want it, you're gonna find the time. Yeah. You know, the kid thing will work. Right, like to like oh. get people engaged yes. in your stuff. My gosh, like I mean, kids or dogs. Kids like they I, shoot up like the likes in in seconds. Yeah. You know, because I mean, who doesn't want to see a cute little kid? Right, yeah, and the conversations. Right, so that's like almost disarming yourself sure. a little bit. Sure, right? but is. you're sharing personal stuff. I'm sharing personal stuff. I'm sharing. I I sometimes share their pictures with like an emoji, and some people remark on it. It's just, they're my kids. I get to choose what I want to do. You have kids. You can do whatever you want. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they're my top priority. I am feeling so blessed that I get to show my children, especially my daughter, uh, that she can do anything that her brother can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very interesting, just the small amount of time. My son today, I told him, guess what, guys? I'm doing my first podcast. And, like, again, thank yeah. you. I, I decided to do it on this day because it's my brother's birthday. Um, but Happy birthday. He, thank you. <laughs> uh, but I also was very conscious on who I'm going to do it with. And you were definitely my top person always. So when you DM'd me back in October again, I was like, Okay, I'll do well, it. Well, it was funny. The first time you're like, nope, right. nope. I get asked yes. a lot for these right. podcasts. Thank I'm you not for doing thinking it. Of me. I'm like, yeah, totally sure. cool. I get yeah. it. I mean, on the podcast that in the real world that sure. we referred to earlier um, on this one, you know, TF, when he brought you up, he said you have an advantage with sure. your last name, but you sure. also have a disadvantage. Definitely. Right? Definitely. Talk to me about the disadvantage because I think that's bigger. The advantage is clear and yeah. the advice and, the, you know, a little bit of help or whatever. But I think the disadvantage mm. almost even out can outweigh it. You know, I just don't focus on the disadvantage. I, you know, I try to focus on, uh, and I and I tried not to use the advantage, mm-hmm. although I think I'm gonna start a little bit more, um, yeah. and why not? Um, but the disadvantage for me, it doesn't feel like a disadvantage. But very early on, I'm I'm not my brother Gary. I'm not my brother AJ. I'm not my dad. I'm not my mom. I'm not any of those people. I'm myself. So, um, but in the same sense, I sometimes am cautious uh, intentions of why people want me or you know mm-hmm. or and that's s- where you were like no on the podcast right, right because I'm like although I owe so much to my brother a ton you know. Uh, that should have I, actually been your first podcast, right? On, I mean, right? on Gary's show, right? That, I'm, that waiting, for, made more I'm sense. waiting for Gary. He hasn't asked he hasn't, yet. He, he hasn't, hasn't asked, asked yet. Oh, not yet, bro. Where are you at? What's up with that? Um, uh, but we talk about when we do a podcast. When, when I do his podcast, it's going to be like a cry fest. But uh, oh boy, yeah, he uh, he's been always my rock in everything. So, but there's no real disadvantage. It's just that people have expectations of me mm-hmm. and I'm okay with people having expectations of me. I know who I am and um, I'm not, I'm not him, you know, and that's fine. You know, that's it. Yeah. And people, again, I said this earlier, people are going to believe success is coming from that place. I just know in real estate, you're going to have a situation where somebody you thought was going to list with you. They're actually, sometimes sure. they're going to be like, 
oh no, she's good. Sure. Like she's sure. good. Sure. She doesn't need my business. Sure. Like sure. she's she's got plenty of it. It's interesting. You're right. And a lot of people always assume and you know, there's just such a lack of education. That's something that I think about in uh moving forward is to educate the consumers more. Mm -hmm. I mean, even uh were you shocked on how uh, perception of real estate agents, it, you know, for the consumer, sure. where it lies. Sure. Like. I'm also, you know, in the same sense, it's like my own father will say he doesn't trust agents, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I just want to turn that message around. Maybe not the whole message. Like I get it. I'm only one person, but I just little by little showing that there are good agents and that that really want the best interest for you at heart. And that's something that I really yeah. feel that my clients feel about me. I'm really grateful to my clients. I And I'm serious when I tell you, I, I am really thankful that somebody gave me the opportunity. My first clients, that, that batch of first clients are like, I really try to treat them like VIP forever mm -hmm. because they gave me that opportunity. Well, cause Zillow will if you don't. I asked, right. I asked uh, my client, I said, why did you pick me? I said, you know, you knew I was in the business very little, had no experience. And she said it was your heart. And so I do think that people want to work and that's, with people. This industry is changing very quickly right now. Yes. But what you just said mm -hmm. is something that Zillow can't come into Short Hills, New Jersey and duplicate is I your agree. heart, yes. right? The connection you have with the people yes. in your community. I, we did a podcast, every real estate podcast covered it and it just popped into my head. So I'm just going to bring it up now when, um, I guess it was this year, Gary, yes. I think it was one of my best performing podcasts cause I put Gary V in the title. Right. Nice. But when he said you shouldn't go buy a home, mm. that was this year. Oh, did yes. you get a ton of flack oh. for that? Oh, well, first of all, I know my, I was brother. one of the like 2% of people by yes. the way that actually defended him only because I knew exactly what he was saying because I've rented in the last sure. couple of years. I sold my house three years ago to take the money and I wanted to accelerate sure. my business, put all the money into the business and rented. So I knew where he was coming from, but did you catch a, a, oh, a ton of stuff for that? Did I catch a ton of stuff for that? I also was at a doctor's appointment and I saw it and I started getting messages mm -hmm. and the doctor did my blood pressure and she's like, Liz, your blood pressure's through the roof because something about me is I, you can say whatever you want about me. You, you there's no way to offend me except when you go after my family. Yeah. And so I called my brother upset and he did a video for this one section, but he only did it for me, not for him because it, it it's like how it, it got sliced. If people yeah. took five to eight minutes to actually listen mm -hmm. to what he was saying not the not read the headlines yeah. people you got to stop reading headlines i get I myself mean, in like, trouble by putting 30 second pieces out on on instagram where we've done a 20 minute podcast or, or a real word show and they're like barn you this and i'm like yeah because i wanted you to go consume the whole piece of content which and, you didn't and here's the thing i'm not like gary in this way definitely not this way he he knows who he is he he didn't have to. It didn't it impact him at all, for it sure. Didn't right? impact him. Yeah. Um, but it got a sister upset because mm -hmm. I feel like he does so much for free. I feel like he's the only one who does everything 
everything. If he has a book deal, he may say, you want to go buy my book? He never charges for anything. He gives everything free. You read a title and then you go after him. Yeah. It was just for me as a sister, I didn't like it. And I'm not going to lie. I read every post and I didn't say anything. But then like day two, when I was still so upset about it, I just started writing about it. And honestly, people have made a ton of money off what my brother shares with them. Go read what he said. Go read it. Yeah. He didn't say his sister, like someone's like his sister's an agent. Yeah, I'm an agent. But what he was saying is correct for some people. Absolutely. And where do you sit on the, you sit on the same side I do that. If, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're passionate about your business yes. first, then investing in your yes. kitchen countertops yes. isn't going to get your yes. business any further. I, I, I also am a person who I'm an agent that is not going to push my clients to be in a position where they can't afford to live yeah. and cause stress and with stress you know we're living in a society with so much mental illness and i think it's just yeah. this whole thing of keeping up keeping up keeping up with people and so i am opposite i want to do what's individually correct for each client yeah. and so he's right if you want to he said for himself you know that he wished he used the money to put back into the business and not buy. That's right. When when that whole story broke down, he he basically said he put however much money into a, an apartment in New yes. York that he could have put on yes. Uber. Yes. I think that's where he yes. went with it. Yes. I could be yes. just totally yes. misquoting that. Yes. But is that yeah. Yes. Which obviously that would have been a better investment, investment than, than right. real estate in Manhattan. Right. Yeah. Even though that's a good investment right. too, I get it. And I believe in having a home and for some people, he's not talking about the person that is working, you know, nine to five and and have their pension and things like that. He's talking about entrepreneurs, people that that's are it. investing in their business. Um, it's a message that we've heard more than just from him. Yeah. We have we have a Navy base on the shoreline in Connecticut. Got it. And so, you know, there's you know, a lot of in and out sure. you know, uh, military people. And a lot of times they'll be like, hey, I'm here for three years, I wanna buy a house. And I'm like, but you're here for three years. I mm -hmm. always wanna see like a five to seven year window mm -hmm. if you're buying in terms of like, you know, a savvy buyer sure. who knows what they're doing and they're sure. gonna like renovate, live sure. in it for two years, not pay capital gains and, and sell. They get it, but like, you, you don't know where the market's gonna be in three years. Have you considered renting? And if they tell me, no, we don't rent, we buy sure. everywhere we go. Sure then yeah, I'm gonna execute on what you want, but I'm gonna try to give you the other side of it sure. just so you know that in three years, the market could be down 12% and your orders are to now go to Hawaii right. or to go to Guam or to go to wherever right. you're going and you're gonna be at 12% plus my, you know, then you're gonna be now losing 20%. Definitely. I mean, listen, as a sister, I was taking down names. I have now moved past that. Um, but it just made me very aware of, uh, of the opportunity that I have, the opportunity that I'm gonna educate people and I'm not gonna say. Well, before we you started the podcast, you said something. You said I have the luxury, yes. right? I mean, you you, yes. you you even called it the um, you used a different word. What's the real fancy word people use for it? Uh, not luxury, but tell me what the, what uh, did I say to you? You, because you we said uh, I have the uh, it's it's luxury basically. Right. I'll think of the word in a second here, uh, where you don't need the money. Sure. Right. You're doing this. The privilege is the word yes. you used. I have the privilege where I don't need the money, sure. so I'm doing real estate sure. because I love it yes. and because I want to help people, which means you're right off the bat going to be a better agent than most people. I mean, listen, 
I have children. I want to put my children through school if they choose that, you know, and and uh, help set them up in in a way. Um, I have bills just like everybody else, but I'm very. Uh, I live a life that I can afford. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't overspend things like that, and I have the luxury of doing what I want because. I do know that my children are not going to not get fed if I don't make a deal. So it does change the way that I operate um, and I respect I respect uh, people that need to do it. But I think it gives me the advantage that I am 100% in for the people. Mm-hmm. That's it. you know. And I think that just changes the dynamic in the game for me. Well, it changes it like a thousand percent, yeah, right? So. Because c- for sure people already are coming when you're coming into their home they already have the guard up right like yes the minute you see yes the couple like this yes. you know you need to get them to go like this right yes. you need to uncross their arms because they're armed in in the sense that they think you're coming in there to sell them and p.s um i want to help people you know and i think that's just the ultimate goal i've i've now been working with a client who after many many years her husband wants a separation and so I want to be able to provide comfort and help relieve the stress that comes because the home buying process is very stressful yeah. oh it's it's ridiculously um, stressful I was a young purchaser I bought my home in my 20s and um and here's the flip side on the Gary conversation I actually wish I bought earlier and made a little bit of money on each transaction. So if you have money and I wasn't uh, having a Meaning business. because you stayed in the same area for. Well, I've been in the same house for um, 12, 13 years. Yeah. But so I buying almost, earlier, you weren't going to go I and almost, move to Maryland. You were no. going to be staying here. Right. But I almost wish I started in a smaller home. Yeah. Condo, uh, sold it, made a little bit of money then bought the next level sure. then because there is I mean I think it's a great investment for some people can be I mean yeah. I think the reason when I got into real estate well I know the reason that I've just been super honest with people certainly buyers which my team just keeps me away from buyers <laughs> okay. because I'll talk everybody sure. out of buying a house I really will okay when I was 19 to 21 I bought three homes and this is uh, back when the mortgage crisis was going on yep. so you could just get a loan sure for nothing right sure so 19 and 21, bought three homes, two families, all in terrible areas uh, location-wise. Mm-hmm. Lost everything mm-hmm. once the world fell apart by my mid-20s. I went bankrupt by my mm-hmm. mid-20s. And when I got into real estate, I always, you know, people are like, oh, where'd you go to college? I didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. I got an Ivy League degree in real estate by losing 250 plus of my own money sure. that I put into these homes through the bankruptcy, yeah. right? Like all that cash, you don't, you don't get that back that, right. that I put into these homes. Uh, and I learned so much. So when I came into real estate and people were like, hey, I'm going to flip. I'm going to do this. And they had these like, and they watched like an infomercial about sure. how to like get rich sure. quick. I'm like, no, no, no. They read a book like, or listen to a podcast. It does, just does not work that right. way, right? right? Like just starting early in real estate isn't enough. Sure. Like you've got to buy the right now. I only buy based off of location, sure. right? Like I'm sure. under contract on the place I'm living right now, but it's in the location that, 
I know, like right. you have to know, you, you got to know your business. Yes. I came in at 19 not knowing anything. Sure. Didn't listen to my parents who had a little bit of real estate sure. DNA. Didn't listen to agents. Listen to, no, didn't have like a TF sure. like that. I was yeah, like, didn't yeah. know who that was. Right. You know, nobody was just straight out of basically high school, sure. had a job and the mortgage crisis was going on. I'm like, yeah, I want to be rich. I'll, sure. I'll buy real estate. Sure. Right. And I think, you know, what's interesting is like, talking about you being 19 where I was at 19 or 20 or 30 I think what makes me a great agent is having these little experiences mm -hmm. these ups and downs of life to be able to build on and I think and not to be able to tell the story to your consumer definitely and I honestly like I was an, an amazing teacher I was teacher of the year my second year you know that was like the unheard of for a non-tenure teacher the only other two times since like 1975 that it happened was to the principal of the school at the time and the superintendent wow. so i so you were on that track i was on stayed? that track but never wanted to go that track always wanted to be a teacher i'm very self-aware yeah you know a lot of people here's the, well, you so, like the work i like the work yeah i like the process i like the work not that here's, they're not working but right you're in the here's on something the else that being gary's sister may have made other team leaders or things uh uh Everybody assumes that I want to open my own brokerage. Mm -hmm. Everybody assumes that I want to run my own team. It's interesting. Does uh, Caroline say, ever say that to you? Like, hey, I'm afraid you're going to leave me. Like, that's the that's the worst thing with team leaders. Like, knowing that you're listing right out of the gates, or I already know that Caroline runs this the right way. Yes. Because a lot of teams, I would say three out of four teams in this country the team leader lists and the other agents only work with buyers for like life. By the way, uh, I, I'm just a different type of situation. So the day I met her, I think she was just in shock that I met her because I wanted to be on her team. Mm -hmm. uh, the second thing is I'm very upfront. I was like, Caroline, you know who my brother is. I'm not my brother. I'm not going to give you my brother. Um, and I'm not looking to open my brokerage, not today. I don't project in the next five years. If it eventually happens, which I still do not envision that, it's not a passion or dream for me to run my own brokerage, um, I'm gonna be upfront. I am very clear and I'm like, take me or leave me yeah. and that's it. Cause I am not, I'm here at this phase in my life where I am so self-aware um, and I'm straightforward and, and so I said, I, I feel like she took a chance because some people really automatically, somebody like my dad would never even hire me. Really? Yeah, he just wouldn't. Because he just thinks you'd be. Take his ideas and go do it and steal instantly. Them, yeah. And listen, like we, one thing I do with my team is I don't make anyone sign a non-compete, right? Mm. I just, like if you're not loving it here, sure. then it's going to be a two-way I don't want them either, right? Yeah. And I also don't want to hold somebody back, which is why we teach him like let's go how to fish right out of the gates sure. like listings and buyers right out of the gates so i i'm different so i've had half listings and half uh buyers this year good and so just get she, more listings now right <laughs> but i love working with both and and i find an advantage to yeah. each one differently like i love being out there looking at houses but i also recognize that's time consuming and sometimes that's not going to get you to an end date anytime yep. soon but the list side uh it's way more pressure mm -hmm. um but 
Caroline's never held me back and I appreciate that. Everybody says that. Mm. The list side is more pressure. Yeah. I feel way, and I haven't worked with buyers, you know, I have some clients that I, I will still work with on the buy side, but I, realistically, I haven't worked with buyers in sure. the last five years. I feel way more pressure on the buy side. Really? I do. Because you feel more control because you know what you're doing when I'm listing. when I'm representing the seller and like we sell like especially in Connecticut where like sure people are like almost crazy to buy right. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. because of the state of the state um, like when I sell something it's like a party like like I am like yes I got this win for for my client where like when I'm representing the buyer I almost take on the pressure thinking back to 19 to 21. Mm. Of like, is this the right move for them? Mm. Are they going to be okay? Yeah. I feel more pressure on that side. It's interesting. So I feel really good that I have Caroline on the sell side because we really do a great job marketing and that's what I want to do uh, for every listing. And so I kind of uh, lean more on her this year on in that aspect. The buy side for me, I'm like, I know I'm going to find. Well, they're I, so excited so it doesn't feel like pressure. Well, here's the thing. It's very odd and I don't know how to describe it. I don't know if other agents feel this way. I don't know if you felt this way. It's almost like, you know, when you meet your spouse, it's like, you know, when you know, mm-hmm. like I just knew my sophomore year of college that I was going to marry my husband. It's the same way. Uh, that I think when you walk into a home, I actually sometimes know when it's the right home for my client before they even know it. It's just that like, ah, I'm like, this is it. Checked off all the boxes and it just feels right. So I I don't know if people feel that way. It's something that's- That's like that teacher, mother, innate ability. Because I walk in every house and I'm like, no, this is the house. (laughs) Like, no, Byron, this is the house. I'm like, no, 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 it's not. Yeah. (laughs) Go rent. I definitely feel that way. Um, And I think it also just coming from the background of what construction looks like. A lot of people want to buy a fixer upper and it's, it's a headache and Mm -hmm. I totally get it. But are you mentally, physically, financially watching Chip and Joanna or do you actually like, or can you actually do the work? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So for me, like year three is, is definitely going to be more of a networking Mm -hmm. um, year for me and has to be right. I'm right there with you. And for me, it's like Tom was saying to do expired. So that's, you know, make those calls expired. But I also, from learning the expireds and really just making the calls, I now am so much more comfortable continuing the relationship. A lot of people get a lead and they just really drop it. Or like even a warm lead, people drop. It's the follow-up. It's like you constantly have to be on these leads on these clients yeah i mean if you if you're just gonna cherry pick and do one or two calls when you get a lead then you're just gonna get what you get right but if you have really big ambitions and not everyone has to have really big ambitions you're gonna have to follow up 10 to 12 to 15 times with these leads if i mean you probably already know this i'm a super real estate industry geek Mm. so i want to switch it a little bit and get into some of that stuff because i'd love your thoughts around some of the big changes like sure. iBuyer, Zillow, like all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, let's just talk about Zillow because that, that's sure. like the most toxic word you can sure. throw out there to real estate agents, it seems sure. like. Where do you stand on Zillow? Where do you think they'll be in five years? Do you do you believe well, I won't influence you. What do you what do you think about Zillow? So what's funny is I try not to so I'll read stuff and educate myself, mm-hmm. but I'm not an expert to say where I think they're going to be Normal. in five years, right? Yep. So um, I think 
what I do listen to is what's going to separate Zillow from other people are agents that have their brand. So, and I hear that from my brother. And so what I'm trying to create is a brand for myself. Do I think Zillow, I I think they're going to, you know, do I think it it could happen? Sure. I think that uh, anything can happen, right? So I think it it has happened. Right. True. And these I buyers or like I'm reading about uh, somebody just showing up at the house and an agent's showing the house and they show up because they made an appointment and nobody's there to let them in, blah, blah, blah. Do you let those people in? Um, I think also agents use Zillow when they're trying to comp out like or give a listing price to somebody they use other tools but they do use zillow even though it's usually marked way up um i for me i'm not afraid of anything uh meaning i'm just going to concentrate on what i know and being the best i can be and building my brand and uh and that's it so you can see that yeah there's going to be a segment of of buyers that or sellers rather that see the iBuyer opportunity where Definitely. you can sell your house to Open Door sure. and Zillow, which Zillow's not doing it in this sure. market yet, right? Zillow no. offers? Yeah. No. So it's not here. It's not in Connecticut yet either. Uh, you can see that's going to be a, a segment for a certain amount a of percent. people, right? Sure. Just like face to face is going to be the way some people roll. Sure. Referral based is sure. going to be some, like some people only buy everything referral based. Sure. Based off of what their friends and their family is telling them to be true, right? Yes. There's going to be all these different categories. And to your point, yes. if you have a brand yes. that outweighs all of that, you're going to be fine. Yeah. I try not to concentrate on what's going to happen. I'm just going to concentrate on what I can do to make sure that I stand out for any type of business that will change for the future. Yeah. So are you, are you buying, are you guys buying leads on Zillow? Just curious. Um, I believe I'm, I'm not even sure. I believe that Caroline, you don't even care. I don't care. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I try, uh, I think this is what's different. Uh, it's the way that I was saying that I don't consume other people, uh, because I focused on two people that were really successful at what they do. Um, I'm just very focused on what I need to do and Mm -hmm. how to grow individually. And, uh, I'm going to let Caroline do that thing that she does and what she does. At the end of the day, I think it's just super important to, um, for me, is just to do one step at a time in um, really being the best at each individual thing, like really crushing it on learning everything I can for my buyers, really crushing it then for listings and killing it there and then expires and then the social and Where's, where's, like, what's the feeder market to here? What is the what? The feeder market. Like, where are people moving from to okay, come so to? Maplewood. Do you consider short, we're sitting in Short Hills, sure. but what do you consider your, like, so, general market? So, for example, it's funny. Um, this question I get asked a lot. Uh, I live about 25 minutes from here mm-hmm. in Basking Ridge. Uh, you can do real estate. I love you. You're always doing, on every story, every morning, you're putting the Basking Ridge weather. weather. So you're letting people know Basking Ridge, Basking That's Ridge, right. Basking Ridge. By the yeah. way... Um, I don't even know how that came to me. Well, I do. My daughter every day will ask me what the weather is because she, unlike me, I, I'm like black and monotone and very little accessory. I know we're she, matching today. She, yeah, we are. Uh, she wants to know if she can wear a dress, a skirt, you know, tights, no tights. And so every morning I was looking at the weather and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to post it. 
And I cannot believe the response I've gotten. Uh, a friend of mine said, I, I look to you for the weather now. Like, I don't even need to go to the weather app. It's like, okay, Baskin, Baskin Ridge is 20 Instagram degrees this morning, right? stories, Liz. Right? Um, and I think people are waking up and going to their phones immediately. It's the first thing I do in yeah. the morning is, you know, I check my emails, my Is DMs. it the first thing you do? First thing. First thing. Yeah, I don't even go to the bathroom or anything. Just first thing. I need to see what's on the agenda. I need to see my calendar. Yep. Um, I live very day by day, which is not anything I've ever done before. Um, I want to wake up each day and know that what am I going to do today mm -hmm. that's going to make me better than I was yesterday. You know, and so. Sam, how often have you heard that? That is so just kind of what I'm. Our mission pushing. statement is yeah. hardest working team. Okay. Number one core value, and I say this to the team every single day. Sure. I say it on, we do a, we used to do a live 7 a.m. call. Now yes. the team's grown, we turn that into a, we call it a 7 a.m. call, but it's a bomb bomb video sure. of me sending out a, literally a 60 second message to the team. Yeah. Every single message, every single day yep. ends with, be a little bit better today than you were yesterday. Because to your point, if you're making these little, little. tiny improvements each and every day, it compounds instead of saying like, Oh yeah, next month I'm gonna sure. go get like the education and the training I need. Do a little bit every single day. It's better than trying to bulk it in, in one big day or one weekend. It's just not gonna work. Definitely, I'm putting one foot in front of the other. I'm not trying to be uh, the best uh, version of myself today because I think it's impossible. I have to go through some of these growing pains mm -hmm. in the business, right? I have to learn things. And although I'm going to do the best as an agent for each client of mine, as each year, each day, each week, each month, I'm growing and I'm getting better. And so I just want to be a little bit better than I was yesterday. And what does that mean? It might mean like I need to try to get that workout in because for me, it's just a whole mind body and uh, just emotional kind of journey that I'm on. Yeah. Where do you, I mean, you, you actually earlier in the podcast sure. brought up mental illness being sure. you know serious thing sure. I, every it's almost like it's like cancer everybody's dealing sure. with it with them either themselves yeah. or in their family sure. like it's just it, it's widespread what are you doing crazy business sure. being a mother sure you mentioned the the gym but what yes. are you doing yes to take care of this well for me an experience another trip that I took with my brother was to Asia we went to three countries in three days he spoke at them mm-hmm I barely survived this trip. It was, I was so jet lagged. We literally landed in Hong Kong. I don't even know where I was. I think Malaysia, Philippines, like I don't even know where I was because it was get on the plane, land. He would have like meetings or meetups. He would speak on stage. Then we would go to this dinner, VIP dinner. Mm -hmm. And it was like just a blur, but somewhere. It wore you down physically. Oh my God. It was physically exhausted. I had to tell his videographer. I said, D-Rock, I have to go upstairs. Don't let my brother leave me here. Don't let him leave me here. Um, and I and then I thought to myself, wait, should I just stay here and then take a flight out the next day? I can't even travel with him. He was, he's just, he was a machine, you know, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and he's helping people and I'm like completely nauseous and jet lagged. So make a long story short i think uh what will be interesting uh there was a pivotal moment in malaysia uh we went to this vip like miss malaysia was there gorgeous girl wow. um these entrepreneurs very smart people and we sat in a room and uh 
I had just this like aha moment where everything from that day on, my whole life has changed. I think for me, it's uh, living in gratitude. You know, I, I have so many things to be thankful for and I don't even think I ever really gave enough appreciation to what I had. So I think living in gratitude, turning, I've always been half empty, mm. always, you know, really? and yeah. And my brother is half full by a hundred percent. I was raised by. He's like full, 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 full. <laughs> and my mom's full, full when you're yeah. raised. And I feel like I was raised by my older brother and my mother. Um, I don't pretend to be somebody I'm not also like that's how I was, but, but you can change mm. if you want. Right. And so. I never really consider myself like my best friend would say, you're not negative, you're always supportive, you're always positive. But I truly know maybe I was more negative on my stuff. And so I think just that trip for me was so pivotal. Uh, it'll be fun to ask D-Rock to see if he can find that foot footage where I just like set myself free of all expectations. You left it in Asia. I left it in Asia. Wow. I, I think that's a good place for us to wrap this up. Let's do it. The gratitude spot. Uh, you, I mean, you don't have to worry about telling people where to find you. Sure. We're going to put that in the, you know, the descriptions and all that kind of stuff. Put yes. your Instagram handle, all that. If there is something you want to leave everybody with, certainly do. I guess the bottom line is you can do anything if your heart and mind are connected to it. Just try to go after any dream that you have because nobody's holding you back. You're holding yourself back if you're not going after it. That's it. Wow. Hopefully we're, you're going to be in New York at Inman and we've got yes. to do a real word. Yes. Yes, definitely. You just committed. Huh? Okay. Right. I'm committing to everything now. So Liz, thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was so special. fun. Thank you. Thank you.